Thank you for tuning in to another episode of From the Desk of Precious Swain. We'll be speaking with Anthony Parker on issues of men being able to be men, real men in today's society. Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Anthony Big Ant Parker. How hard is it now in today's society for men to walk in the role that they're designated to walk in? It is hard, but it's a double-edged sword. It goes back to pretty much what's in you. You know, what your makeup is, what you've been taught, versus what society says a man is. Of course, you know, I came from a single parent home, but my mother still instilled some good morals and some values. Mm -hmm. And then what we have to realize is, even though um, we all stray away from some of our teachings, mm -hmm. uh, we all experiment and we all go through our trials and our tribulations. Mm -hmm. Once you have knowledge yourself, it's just that when you come to one and come to grips with who you really are, then you can become the man that you were put on this earth to be. I know being a woman, we make it more difficult than we may think for you guys to actually lead us. No doubt about that. The tongue is very powerful because sometimes emotions take over and then some of the things that you say, you might not be able to take back. And depending upon who you're actually dealing with, it could be a scar that could last forever. You know, different men handle things and process things and show emotions or don't show emotions, but you'll be able to tell from their actions, you know, whether they go into a shell, you know, really stand up in terms of how they respond to it. I understand that y'all are women. I understand that y'all go through moves. I understand that y'all have emotions. In the word, it do say be slow to speak, and I think it's there for a reason. Sometimes what you're thinking or what you feel, you might not better speak that at that time because it could last forever. Now the one scripture that comes to mind is that you'd rather live on your rooftop than in the <laughs> house with a nagging woman. In reading that, I... Uh, apply that to my daily life. What advice would you give to the women out there on how to make it a welcoming home to a man? Well, of course, you know, you have to deal with all the different sides of relationships, the bad along with the good. But I think it go back to knowing your partner. Um, and if you know your partner, you're going to know basically what gets up under their skin, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. Um, and the different emotions, you know, that come along with a relationship. But I would say this, in my opinion, and just, you know, through the mistakes that I've made, when two people are walking around mad, nothing good comes from that. Exactly. The only advice that I would give to the women is this. Prior to locking in and making that long-term commitment, you know, make sure that you know who you're making that commitment to, not who you want them to be but who they are right now. You know, you need to know all sides of your partner. Where you are now isn't where you started. So now you're a life coach. You're the CEO of your business. But once upon a time, you were that young man who wasn't sure of himself, who wasn't sure of what he wanted to do. What advice do you give to the young men out there that have a single mom that see their mom struggling that are right at the verge of making a bad decision 
there are some decisions that you can make that will haunt you for the rest of your life. And there are some decisions that you can make from a positive benefit, whether it be schooling, whether it be just enhancing your skill set that could change the rest of your life. Early on, look at the things that you like. Look at your surroundings and look at the things that you don't like and then make a conscious effort or a conscious decision to change those things. And I know somebody saying, well, hey, I'm just a child or um, I'm only 17, I'm only 18 years old. But at that time, you have a keen sense of what's going on and what's right and what's wrong. And so when you set your goals for yourself, when you get ready to do some of those other things, ask yourself, is this consistent with my goal? I understand that you're a father of boys. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. How important do you think it was in where they are now that you were in their life? Because you were in their life the whole time. I have no problem telling people that I know I didn't do everything right. Because again, the person that's sitting in front of you still has four kids mm -hmm. and four different mothers. Mm -hmm. So yes, I was in their life and yes, I took care of them and yes, I provide for them. And I still have two that are not grown yet, mm -hmm. but I was never in the household the whole time. All fathers know that when you're not there all the time, it's going to be some things that you don't see. It's going to be some times that you don't find out something is wrong until it's wrong and people are calling you to fix it. One of my only regrets that I have is basically having multiple mothers because if I could do it all again, like yes, I learned a lot of great things and, and I was able to adjust and adapt, but being in the household with your child on a daily basis, that would have been my preference and not having multiple mothers. That would have been my preference. I think the relationship that me and my boys got to where we can talk about anything, bad or good, um, that's a testament to them knowing me and me knowing them. The goal for this interview is maybe, if only one, to help some young man, responsible father, a good husband, a provider, a protector, not only of his home, but of those in his community. Could you tell them a little more about the services that you're offering to young men and even older men throughout the community? Up until recently, my personal, and I don't want to say ministry, but my personal take in terms of who I was catering to was young boys uh, 16 to 20, because that's kind of a rough age to where you are a man, but technically you're not grown. And usually that's when you know, our boys are at a crossroads. Yeah. So that was more of my focal point because A, I didn't want them to lose hope. B, I wanted them to see the good in their surroundings. And C, I wanted them to try to identify a mentor mm -hmm. or somebody that they looked up to or, or somebody that they could model off of. As I started to get into that and as I started to basically see some results, I just started talking to men of all ages because unfortunately, we don't really have a place uh, that we can go and really fellowship because when we're doing football, we're doing football. We're not talking about the issues that's important. My thing is to 
provide this platform to where we can get some of the underlying issues because if we get to those and we get a chance to get those feelings out then what usually happens is it's a better result for the kids for the wife uh, for the job for the the business because men and I speak for men we hold in more than we let out yeah. where can the audience find you well, right now, um, I can be found on Instagram at B-I-G-A-M-P-1. My email address is I-C-U-B-I-G-A-M-P at gmail.com, area code 813-728-7881. Thank you so much for taking the time to come be live. The only thing that I'd like to say is this, support. The reason why I'm here today is because not only do the viewers need an outlet but I wanted to show my support for your show and for some of your viewers and some of the people that this show is going to come in contact with you might be their last hope or you might be the one person that makes a female be accountable to herself to see if there's another direction that she could go before she blow up or you might be the one that enlightened them we all have ways that are shortcoming I thank you. I thank you all for tuning in. And we'll be back next week with another episode of From the Desk of Precious Wayne. Today, we discussed how the attitudes, the words spoken, and the body language of women really makes it hard for men to walk in the alpha male lifestyle. Because society pushes us to be the independent woman, the runner of all things that is life, we have gotten away from nurturing, loving, comforting, and praying while pushing our men back out front. Let's look at what scripture has to say about how we should interact with men. So I'm coming to you from the Safar. You can find these same scriptures in the King James Version. We are reading Proverbs 15 verses 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Let's take a look at that for a second. A soft answer. A soft answer doesn't mean yelling, screaming, cussing, head rolling, arm waving. None of that. It's just a simple answer. No matter how the question may have come across, we determine what happens next by how we answer. While he's out all day, he's in spiritual, emotional, mental, and sometimes even physical warfare. When he comes home, all he really wants to do is feel peace, feel love, and eat some food. But a grievous word stirs up anger. So where he may not have been mad at us at all, the moment we get to neck popping, rolling our eyes, sucking our teeth, 
and all of the above. We now have triggered him to be in defense mode. So now he's angry. Okay. So then we're going to look at verse 15 and 17. 15 and 17 reads, Better is dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. In short, sales to me, money ain't everything. Money ain't happiness. Because I can eat a steak where there's hatred and not be happy. But I can eat some carrots where there's love, affection, nurturing. And I can feel welcome and loved. We need to start practicing daily in our household how we're going to do have better communication as couples. Because it doesn't just impact the husband and the wife or the boyfriend and the girlfriend or the however the couple is structured. It also impacts the kids. Let's take a look at chapter 21, verse 9. So in chapter 21, verse 9, it says, It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. This is scripture. I'm not making this up. And it doesn't make me feel good because sometimes, let me be real with y'all, sometimes I'm the brawling woman. It just depends on how I feel that day. As women, part of the layout for us is we're supposed to be patient, nurturing, loving, kind. But scripture tells us, both men and women now, it's just telling all of us, that it is better to live in the corner of the housetop. So it's better for your man to live on the roof than in the house with you. If all you got to do is nag, take it, don't take it. That's your house, not mine. But thanks again for tuning in to From the Desk of Precious Swing.